across the country and around the world. This is TalkZone.com, the best in Internet talk radio. Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. We've all seen books and TV shows about cleaning up all the clutter in our lives. But what happens when the clutter comes back? InfoTrack's Taryn McCall talks to an expert to get the facts you need. Taryn? Thanks, Chris. Our guest today says decluttering is not a good strategy for organization. Julie Morgenstern is the author of When Organizing Isn't Enough, Shed Your Stuff, Change Your Life. Welcome, Julie. Oh, thanks for having me. What struck me first about your book is that it quickly dispels the notion that clutter has to be physical. Yes, there's physical clutter, there's clutter in your schedule, there's clutter in your habits. You can have habit clutter, time clutter, and the truth is all of the clutter that's in our lives anyway is pretty much very connected to kind of mental clutter. So this is really a quest to find one's own self rather than just cleaning out the closets. Yes, I think that getting rid of things is not an easy process. And I think when you see all these television shows that just have people coming in and saying, get rid of it all, just dump it, your life is going to be instantly better, I think they are really trivializing a much more important, difficult, and actually ultimately transformative process where you can actually kind of in the process of getting rid of the clutter learn a lot about yourself and why were you holding on to it, what did it represent to you, and then actually replace whatever the clutter was doing for you with a much more healthy way of fulfilling that need. I would think if somebody has a clutter issue in their home, getting rid of it does take care of the physical thing, but that person might be really affected by not having the stuff around at a much more psychic level. Yeah, well, one of the things that I think makes it possible to let things go, it's really about what you do before and after getting rid of things that is the secret to whether it's going to last, whether it's going to be positive, or whether it's going to be just, you know, awful, and before you know it, the space is going to get filled back up. So you have to do a lot of, you know, a certain amount of prep and post-work to the getting rid of things, and that's really how you can make it last. Talk a little about your shed theory of decluttering. I think of getting rid of things not as just throwing things out. I think of it as shedding. And shedding is, you know, if you think about shedding in the animal kingdom, animals shed when, you know, they've outgrown their shell like a lobster sheds when it gets too big for its shell and sheds the old shell and it gives it room to grow. And I really think that's what shedding is. So shed is a four-step process, but it really works. So if you think about any kind of clutter that you're going to get rid of, Instead of just throwing it out, you go through these four steps. So S is for separating the treasures. You separate the treasures because buried under there, there are usually a small percentage of things that are really valuable to you that are worth holding on to. And it could be they're valuable because they're practically valuable, or it could be that they're very, very meaningful, and there's a gem that you want to bring forward with you to the rest of, you know, your next chapter of your life. H is for heave. You heave the rest once you've selected the treasures, and that means really get it out of your life, not in small bits, but in boxes and bucket loads. Just get it out. And as you said, that creates a big opening, and the opening can for a moment be exciting, and then it can be really scary. Everybody hits what I call the wall of panic after they've finished heaving, and they have this empty space, 
and you're tempted to go and like get what you just got rid of, whether it's you know habits or whether it's stuff. And I just warn people to expect that feeling. It never lasts more than a couple of days. Sometimes it's just a few hours, but it will pass if you just stay still and you do what's in step three, which is embrace your identity from within. And I think what happens when we let go of the old stuff is we are finally in a position to really discover who we are without that stuff. And the truth is we are who we are regardless of what we own. You know, if you think about it, you've been the same person really since you were a pretty small kid. And so your real personality can come out and embrace your identity. Uh, you can discover and gain confidence in yourself. And then the D is for drive yourself forward and you feel much more confident in yourself and then you start moving forward toward the change that you seek and the direction that really is much more a fit for you than wherever you were. So S-H-E-D. Some people say it sounds a little new agey when you first hear it, but when you really apply it, it's incredible how this very tangible process truly creates a very intangible set of rewards for more energy and more freedom and more emotion. You really get unstuck when you're feeling stuck in your life. In some of your case studies, the clutter is traceable to some event or need in the person's life. The implication being that if the person does not identify the event, that clutter is likely to return. So does the person have to also clean up the past to move past it? Yeah, you have to look backwards before moving forwards. And I coach my clients and coach people as they read through the book to think back to when this clutter didn't exist. You keep going back in your mind, when was it that this did not exist? You know, were these piles and they've been as long as I lived in this house? Yes. Were there piles in the previous house? Yes. Were there piles in the previous house? No. Ah, what changed between that house and one house ago? What changed in your life? And then suddenly you can identify it's that point of origin of when this stuff started to accumulate and stop being useful to you and just become a big burden. And you can figure out what it symbolized. Like I had a client with a lot of books and papers, and I was like, did you have it in your last house? Your last house it went all the way back to really when she was a teenager. And her dad was a very brilliant, learned scholar and kind of stern guy, not particularly expressive of his affection and she just wanted to prove to him that she could be as smart as him and know as much as him and so she started to just gather reading material and she just wanted to demonstrate i am smart please love me that's really where it came from for her she wanted approval that's what all that material was and you know three decades later we cleared it out and if someone had just said Come on, you're never going to read this stuff. It's five years old. These papers are a year old. Just get rid of it. It's junk. It wasn't junk. It was a symbol. It represented something significant to her, and she had to figure out what it was before she could release it. And then it was gone. Organizing can seem like a dauntingly large task. What's the one thing that listeners can do today to get started and feel energized? I would say one is meditate on that specter of your future. It's what I call the specter of your future. You have this impulse, this is like a deep-seated impulse of a better life for yourself or something you want to achieve or do. Focus on that and see if you can name it. And the second thing I would say is inventory your house. Start with your physical clutter and just room by room look for everything that is stagnant. Those are the pockets of clutter. And then just pick one. Any one, 
and go ahead and do that shed process. It could just be the kitchen junk drawer. It could be your pantry. It could be your medicine chest. And shed one thing. And once you have done that and experienced it, you'll see the energy. You'll gain some momentum. You'll feel a certain surge of power. And you'll start shedding other things and really dislodge yourself. Do you find that people that tend to have the physical clutter also have the other clutter, the procrastination, chronic lateness? Is that kind of pervasive through a whole personality type? I'm not sure that it's pervasive through a whole personality type. I mean, I really have worked with so many clients. I worked with one very recently who really had no physical clutter. Her space was organized. Everything she owned, she used. There was nothing in her home or her office that wasn't current and relevant, and she knew where things were, so she had access to everything. But she really was struggling with her time, and she was trying to launch a new business, and she was taking on more than she could chew, and she couldn't say no to any opportunity, and she wasn't delegating, and you know, and she'd always, her whole life, taken on way more than she could chew. So it really was time clutter that we were dealing with in her case. And there really was not an issue of physical clutter. Sometimes there's points in our lives where everything seems to fall apart. And I think that's really when we're on the verge of or precipice of a big change. And when you're on the verge of a big change, suddenly a lot of things in your life, physical space and time, feel like obsolete. You start to feel weighed down like this is not working for me anymore. And it's like you're starting to outgrow your shell and you can feel it. And you have this need, this drive to shed. And it's at the point of change. That's when you want to shed. It helps you manage change with a certain mindfulness. And what is your website? The website is juliemorgenstern.com. Thank you so much for being with us today on InfoTrack. Julie Morgenstern, author of When Organizing Isn't Enough, Shed Your Stuff, Change Your Life. Thanks, Taryn. I appreciate it. I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack. You're listening to InfoTrack. The weekly show with information you should know.